Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester, arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello and welcome to Worcester Culture Watch. I'm your host, Victor Infante, entertainment editor for the Worcester Telegram and Gazette, content editor for Worcester Magazine, and the innocuous, sort of passive-aggressive editor for the Millbury Sutton Chronicle. I don't know. I I don't actually do anything for the Millbury Sutton Chronicle. I just occasionally make, you know... Snarky comments and Paula just ignores me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just there. I'm bit. just there. I yeah. think I have a job at every single newspaper in the in the Central Mass. Yeah, yeah. Just Mass. Just, uh, I just don't know what it is yet. I just put the load right on you. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm here today with Worcester Magazine reporter Bill Shaner. Hi, Bill. Hi. How are you? Good. We're later on in the program. I'll be talking to Richard Duckett about the Latin American Fest and Powell Worcester. And this week, though, we're going to talk about, in this section, the Hot Dog Safari. The Hot Dog Safari. It's one of the best events in Worcester, uh, I think, and super excited for it. It's later this month. And, uh, you know, the concept, pretty simple. You go to a bunch of hot dog places, you eat the hot dogs, and you score them. And there is dubbed a winner at the end. And I should note that the George's Coney Island Hot Dogs has been grandfathered into the Hall of Fame, right. or they, else it would keep continue to win forever. Yeah, right, right. I, that, I think that that was the story there, that they they uh, they won the first three years. We're in the eighth year now, so they had to be like, you know, we're not going to ever get anyone but Coney Island winning if we don't uh, if we don't stop this. So they made a Hall of Fame, and Sully's Dog Shack in Dudley is competing for a spot in that Hall of Fame this year. No, the past two years in a row. I know. And uh, by all accounts, it sounds like they might be able to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, uh, I know of two of them that haven't been released yet, but I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. But they're going to announce the six, uh, the six competing dog restaurants, uh, dog shacks, whatever it is. Uh, they're going to announce them in the coming weeks. And you can follow that on their Facebook page. Their and Facebook that. and their Instagram. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And the way that it works is you just show up at Ralph's at uh, like 11 o'clock. You grab a scorecard and then you hit the road uh, and eat hot dogs all day, come back. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty neat thing. Uh, it's very, very weird and cool and uniquely Worcester, I think. And uh, um it's a good event. Worcester lends itself to sort of scavenger hunt types events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It really does. And now I, I used I have in the past run a selfie scavenger hunt around Worcester, which has worked with varying degrees of success. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the guy who used to own um, the Escape Games Worcester, um, Jason Esty. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple of years ran something called find the spy where people would have to go like basically the, all of Worcester was an escape room and you had to f- solve clues to find the next place, go to the next place, which could be anywhere on right, park. It right. could be a nail salon. It could be, you know, a bar. And it, it really, there's something weird and unique about the city that lends itself to that sort of crazy, like scavenger hunt, find, every <laughs> finds explore and find something sort of real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know what about it. It is maybe it's like the old, the architecture sort of lends itself because it, there's a lot of big mill buildings and, 
uh, in little neighborhoods and stuff like that. So I don't, I, I don't know. I think, and I think it's a lot of the dynamic that we actually are, tend to explore in Worcester Magazine a lot lately, which is it's a city that just keeps building on top of itself. Right. So there's all these old weird corners that have things that have been there forever, yeah. which you may know about and you may not know about. And then there's all this new stuff. So there's all, I mean, some of these, I mean, we, we go back and forth on, you know, whether, you know, on gentrification and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. But, you know, let's face it, some of those restaurants are actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can't, you know, we, we know that. Right, right. So you get this weird sort of like hipster culture and the weird gentrification culture and the old community culture and the ethnic culture. And they kind of all combine, like collide somewhere. Yeah, right. I, 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 and that's a, it's a hard thing to put your finger on, but yeah. certain events just nail it. They really do. And yeah. I, and I, it's like, and I think that's, you know, why so many of the outdoor events that we have from, you know, summer into early fall, or right. we'll be talking about that later, but I think that's why some of them hit so, so hard. Right. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just a very quirky, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, it's, it's and it's big enough ex- to explore, but not so big that you like. True. True. Lose. You know. True. That it's impossible to explore. Right. Like they wouldn't. You you wouldn't be able to do something like that in New York City. No. Yeah. It'd be. It'd just be a mess. No. You you could. You know. <laughs> I mean, or you wouldn't see much. Take you three know. days. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think that 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 is that's definitely uh, one one of the things that drives that and. Uh, uh, I, I love this quote uh, from Tom Mahoney, one of the organizers. He said, I think Worcester's a pretty opinionated and everyone has their own idea on any, everything. Uh, I, let me say that again. I think Worcester is pretty opinionated and everyone has their own idea on everything. Which is like... <laughs> really, so true. Because like, it really is like the, the argument on hot dogs or uh, Latin food... Uh, places or like literally anything in Worcester will just like dredge on forever. People are so committed to like their lane. Like if you would try to tell me there's a better uh, South American Latin food, whatever restaurant in Worcester than Hacienda Don Juan, like I'll fight you in the street and, and, Proudly, you, you, ever, 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 my my opinions on Ma- Manhattan's and particularly the Manhattan at Nick's Bar and Restaurant as, are legendary. <laughs> I, you I cannot beat it. I, I I will argue to the death about that Manhattan. <laughs> right. So shout out to Chip and Sean. Yeah. Uh, um, good people. Good people. Yeah. No. This is I I I'm, I I seem to be one giant sidetrack today, but. This is the most quotable issue of Worcester Magazine in a long time. Right. There are so, like, you know, I, I had to pull it out of, uh, out of make it the title of your Wisteria column. Progressive, but make it sketchy. Yeah, right. I was, <laughs> I was happy with that one. That, was... is, that is the best definition <laughs> of Massachusetts yeah. I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh, progressive, but make it sketchy. Progressive, <laughs> but make it sketchy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. And um, Sarah Connell with also winning hard with my macaroni necklace is better than your macaroni necklace. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, Oh my God, where did all this go? I think people are just kind of going with the crazy on this one. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, trying to, trying to 
think about how to cut loose a little bit with the with the new version of Womag. Uh, I, I, not that I wasn't really doing that in my column before. You, you've, you've been so you're so restrained and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reserved. Right, right, yeah. But no, I think that you know the what's the point of Worcester Magazine even existing if we're not going to have fun with it? Exactly, yeah. and and and. You know, it's like there's a lot of ways to do an alt weekly, and mm-hmm. I've probably done all of them at some point or another. Right. But at the end of the day, I think I'm always happiest being the kid cracking wisecracks in the back of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and you can draw some real attention to things sometimes that way. You really can. For sure. For sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, how much of our information comes from The Daily Show these days? How much comes from, you know, John Oliver or Samantha B at this right. point? Right. You know, we do live in a culture where people communicate through laugh, through comedy pretty hardcore. Oh, speaking of that, uh, I only tentatively, just not tentatively, I briefly mentioned it in my column, but everyone has to follow the Facebook page entitled Worcester Red Sox Ballpark Updates Official. It is yes. so funny. It is amazing. Uh, this, this one from yesterday, uh, it's obviously... Parody. It's satire. It's not the Pawtucket it's Red Sox. It's not the real Pawtucket Red Sox. Yeah. We know. Uh, but some people don't know. Uh, and there's been some really funny exchanges. Um, uh, this one is, whoever told my dad about the weed I was growing in the outfield <laughs> is a bleeping narc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My favorite was, who's on first? What's on second? Where is its mouth? Why does it have so many arms? Its stare is paralyzing. And it's getting closer. Play ball. Oh my god! <laughs> they are brilliant. The eldritch horror. <laughs> they are. Um, they, whoever is behind this, and I have no idea who's nah, behind. I really this. don't either. They they are they are up there. They have joined the Hall of Fame of Worcester Paradise with the Table Talk Pies. Parody no. Twitter account. I don't know if that account is parody. I <laughs> I think that it might be someone earnestly just kind of figuring out how to use Twitter. Really? I, yeah. Well, th- th- we should dedicate a whole cover story we to could. investigating. Uh, oh, we could. Yeah. Uh, we and, and, and I, I sometimes think we should actually. Right. That yeah, you because know, the granddaddy of all, of course, is Bizarro Luke's. Right. Right. Bizarro <laughs> Luke's is great, and, and Bizarro Luke's has disappeared over time. I think. Yeah. I seen I've, it. Not around that much. And, yeah, I haven't seen it that the much. Worcester Red Sox ballpark of updates uh, official has a shirt that says Worcester with the Red Sox logo, and then uh, below it, no, I don't have an extra cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just so funny. Well, it's funny because like I've been kind of I made a comment in my column that's on S- the Sunday Telegram mm-hmm. that's coming out. Um, we have just seen the release of the second hip hop video featuring a rapper wearing a Worcester Red Sox jersey. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So Joiner was first because Joiner's always first. Yeah, um, you know, with broken, broken, stupid, and now Louis Gons has a new video out, and I love Louis Gons. I think he's one of the best rappers in the city. Yeah, but it's like he's also got one on, and I'm like, I really hope that the Worcester Red Sox are paying down a little bit for some of this. Right. Either now or in the future, you know. Yeah, I, they they should they should uh, totally because Worcester hip hop has been the best ambassador for <laughs> for them. I think better than anybody at this point. Yeah, I would say so. I think they've been the most earnestly involved. I know. It, well, it, until the until Worcester Red Sox ballpark updates official came around, and until yes, now they I think really have earned the title. <laughs> <laughs> it but, is it is funny though that that it really was such a a huge statement when Jonah Lucas put that shirt on. It was amazing. Yeah, right. Like that's and that is 
been viewed millions of times people across the world you know that's like it's hard to underestimate uh, underestimate how huge that is for this it city. really is and i think i mean sometimes we forget how big people are because they're local right like sometimes we overestimate somebody how they're big because right. they're local but there's it works the other way too mm-hmm. it's like well joiner's not just big and local big locally he is big everywhere right yeah, now he right. is he is ascendant and you know you know, right now he's off doing shows with Rihanna and stuff and <laughs> Chris Brown. And right, right. Somebody asked me if I'm going to review the Chris, him join her opening for Chris Brown in Boston. I'm like, yeah. I've already reviewed Chris Brown. I don't need to do it again. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I will say he's the best dancer, I've, male dancer I've seen on stage since um, Michael Jackson. Wow. I didn't know, I, I didn't know that. I didn't even know he danced. He's actually, he's, he's an excellent dancer. Huh. Interesting. And we're going to leave we're going to leave the rest at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> We'll keep this upbeat and positive. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but no, so yeah, lots going on. Um really quick, I do want to shout out the Worcester World Cup again since we covered that last week. We have another story on soccer in the paper today. Yeah. Um yeah, I think our paper that that was a pretty good response to that your story last weekend to the one in today actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that uh that it's sort of like um, not something you hear about a lot, but something that's definitely apparent is that Worcester has a lot of uh, a lot of soccer fans in it. I really do. I re- it, it I really think so. It doesn't often, you know, get talked about that much, but it's it's there. I think it was Tracy Novick on Twitter was sharing the stories and saying, "And why are we opening a baseball park again?" Yeah, right. <laughs> and there are right. a lot of baseball fans here, but I do. I, the point stands. There is a lot of soccer fans, and right. there's a lot of interest in the sport and it does seem to be growing yeah well we can retrofit the field in 20 years or whatever exactly exactly (laughs) all right i think that covers us up for now we'll be back next we'll be back in a few minutes with richard duckett and but first here's a song by olivia francis her name is orchid she was born in spring Down where the whippoorwill sings She twirls and dances And plays her toy guitar Takes a bow her daddy applauds Tells her she's a star Orchid shines, orchid stars, orchid things Orchid laughs, orchid dreams
town where the whippoorwill sings. And we're back. You have been listening to Orchid by Olivia Francis. Olivia's down in Nashville, as I understand it these days, but still a fantastic musician. And check out her CD. Now I'm back in the studio here with Mr. Richard Duckett. Hi, Richard. How are you today? Hi. Good. Thank you, Victor. Good. And you've got a wonderful story on the cover of Worcester Magazine today about the Latin American Festival. Yes. It's uh, one of two big international events occurring in Worcester in mid-August. Latin American Festival will be August 17th. Uh, behind City Hall, was to come on over outdoors. Um, it's the 29th uh, Latin American Festival. That's amazing. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I can remember the first one. <laughs> In fact, I did a story about it. Um, that was rather a modest affair at uh, Institute Park. Um, didn't get a very good attendance. And then the year, a year later, they moved it to City Hall outside behind City Hall, and much larger attendance. And now the event has really grown, and um, it's getting some international artists coming in, including uh, uh, Louis Ayala. (laughs) Uh, My pronunciations, as as regular listeners know, are are subject to uh, correction. And La Puerto Rican Power, that's Puerto Rican Salsa, is the the act uh, at 7.30 p.m. Um, But they're they're getting... um, Mariachi music, um, Venezuelan music, merengue from the Dominican Republic. Um, besides music, there's uh, arts and crafts, um, artists, um, children's activities. It's, it's, it's an event that um, probably is the largest single one-day event in Worcester in the calendar year in terms of the, of the amount of people at the tracks i think uh, the weather's good on a good day you can get up to 15,000 and that's, there that's amazing from you know from noon to 9 p.m. yeah yeah so so it, it, it has become a big one uh, worcester of course has a has a large um, population of people of latin american heritage and um, organizers say you know with plenty of um, um, what they call Anglos uh, come and enjoy it too. They like the music, they like the food, which is always very good there. So, um, so yeah, it's become a major event. It's I've been told it's one of the largest of its kind in New England. So it's grown that much. That and that that is and it's so funny because we don't necessarily that doesn't necessarily pop as one of the biggest festivals around in the city at all, and yet it's huge. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been doing very well. Um, usually, it does get good weather too. It's been sort of a, a, a tradition that uh, the sun shines on. The I festival. am knocking on the desk. Yeah, I should have, <laughs> I should have said that because uh, you know there'll be a hurricane now. Uh, and uh, but uh, no, but that is that is that is uh, one of the uh, traditions as well that goes along with it. Um, it's a lot of. It's put on by Centro, mm-hmm. which is social service um, agency in Worcester. Um, and it's a lot of work and organisation, um, but the people who run it do a very good job. Um, I spoke to 
uh, Veronica Robles, um, who uh, is um, coming here to perform for the second time. She was here in 2017. Um, she's a mariachi, mariachi singer, originally from Mexico, now lives in Boston. She has her own mariachi band. And she's a remarkable singer, actually. She can... Um, um, hold high notes, uh, well, reach high notes and hold them. Um, it's quite breathtaking to listen to. And, mm. um, and the music has a very sunny disposition. It's uh, perfect for a outdoor summer festival. Well, I'm always impressed by the caliber of the artists that they manage to attract at these events, at, uh, at the, this festival. I mean, they are extraordinarily talented and diverse, musically diverse. Right, right, yeah. Uh, it's a festival that has sort of different, sort of a different feel to it as as, as time progresses. Uh, you know, around noon to mid afternoon, you'll see a lot of families walking around. Uh, it's more of a leisurely pace. But by the time seven thirty comes along and uh, La Puerto Rican power takes the stage, <laughs> uh, uh, the atmosphere is going to be electric. Uh, I imagine downtown. No, it's so funny because the common is really it's it, it's almost a. I was thinking about this earlier because it really is about the right size for a good size festival. It's not too big. You all feel you when there's a bunch of people there, you feel close together, right? Whereas some bigger places, if you can feel, you know, there might be more room and you might be able to fit more people, but it feels diffuse. Like there, there's the when there's something on the stage, whether it's out to lunch or if it's like last year's Beats and Barbecue Festival or you know something like that, where. It just feels when you're out there wa- listening to it like there's an energy that's all going up to the stage, and that even if it's whether it's packed or even a little thin, so it's something. It's kind of a neat, kind of a nice little feature of the Worcester Common. Yeah, it's only a few years since it's been re- remodeled because for years there were the water fountains there. Yeah, um, and then finally they. Um, um, took them away, remodeled it. That took a couple of years. And in fact, during that time, the festival was held in, the, the Latin American festival was held in front of City Hall. Yeah, uh, and they would with, block uh, out Main. And... With Main Street blocked off and everything like that. But um, I think the organizers were, were happy when uh, they could get back behind uh, City Hall. And there's more space there now. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a comfortable space. And you know, right on its heels, we're coming up into one of the city's other biggest events. <laughs> yeah, this is also happening right mid-August. It's the fourth year in a row now for um, Pow Wow Worcester, sort of an international art festival, mural festival. Um, officially, it's going to run from uh, August 16th to 23rd. Mm. And... The festival has sort of evolved in terms of uh, its goals and outreach. The first year, it concentrated on um, among its main activities that first year was um, downtown Worcester, sort of a walkable tour of downtown Worcester where murals were going up at places such as Mechanics Hall, the Palladium, YWCA. Um, the side of the DCU Center. Yeah, the DCU Center. The Marry Me um, <laughs> uh, mural, which is some very people popular. still come down yeah, to get ma- get right. engaged in front of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's very popular. Um, so this year, um, 
the the one of the things that uh, Powell was going to be doing is going to the Great Brook Valley Public Housing Complex for the first well, time. Well, that that'll be interesting. Yeah, and they're going to paint four or five murals um, in uh, uh, at Great Brook Valley. And in addition to that, they'll be putting on some artists' workshops and uh, programs, artists talking to, to kids at Great Brook Valley. So um, I talked to Alex Corrales, who is the um, executive director of the Worcester Housing Authority, whose first job uh, with the Housing Authority was at Great Brook Valley. He was a project manager there. And, and people there are really... Looking forward to uh, Powell Worcester coming there. Um, he said, um, "Great Brook Valley is um, not the Great Brook Valley we might have remembered from 20, 30 years ago. It did have a reputation for being, in terms of Worcester, at least um, rather a high crime area. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, um, there have been a lot of changes in the last few years. Um, crime stats of dropped to next to nothing um 70 of the people who live there are working um so um there's been a big improvement and alex corrales says it's uh, the perfect moment really for something like uh, powwow worcester to come there and uh paint murals there'll be artists will be interacting with the public and um and I think organizers are hoping that people from outside Great Brook Valley will come and take a look and see what's going on there. Well, I mean, that's always been the great draw of this fest- mural festival is getting people to come and actually look at the city and not yeah. you know, not just what they've heard about it or what they remember about it from 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, so Powell Worcester is now... Um technically the owner, uh, because they're the ones who um, have to look after them once they're up, uh, of 91 murals. Is that that many? Yeah, 91 over the course of four years. Um, um, It draws um, people uh, from all over the community, from all over New England, uh, who come and uh, look at them. and, and it's not just uh, it's not just a mural painting. There are, uh, as I indicated, uh, there are, there are, there are workshops and talks and oh yeah, uh, whole range of activities. And they usually have a pretty pretty amazing um, close down party at the end too. I don't know, not not sure if we know yet who's booked for that, but yeah, I don't have the information on that yet. Yeah. I, know, I know I know that there's going to be a sort of like an opening party at Electric Haze, um, free. Excellent. With DJs and um, and the artists who are coming, as I said, it's an international event. We've got artists coming from um, the Dominican Republic, uh, London, England, um, um, from across the United States, including Los Angeles, and uh, there are Worcester artists as well. And well, excellent. And you know, it's so funny. It's got to the point now where you see a mural going up and. You thinking to yourself, wait, Powell's not for a few months yet, and now people are just putting up their own murals, and you know, yeah, I know um, one of the organizers, Che Anderson, put information on Facebook on how to do that through City Hall, and you know, you can always just check with City Hall and get the guidelines of how to do that legally. If you want to put up a mural on your place of business or such, and don't want to wait till August, so there is ways to do that. <laughs> so you won't get it on it. Excellent, excellent. No, actually, the one. 
almost broke my heart. They had a beautiful one on the side of the Hangover uh, Hangover Pub. It had. It was, I've been watching it go up for like weeks with Anth- a picture of Anthony Bourdain, right, and then Stan Lee next to him, right. And then they did Spider Man, and then Iron Man, and then they erased all of it except for Iron Man, and like they're starting over again or some such. I'm like, oh, but I was. <laughs> it's amazing because you know they can. You know you should take advantage of them while you can because they can go away as soon as the artists or the owners choose. That's right. All right. In that case, I think that about does us up. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, um, you can check out our arts and entertainment reporting on telegram.com, worcestermag.com, on the pages of the Telegram Gazette and the Worcester Magazine, and probably 3,000 other periodicals by the time this podcast is done. <laughs> Anyways, thank you and good night.